two years after we got married, I really started wanting to pursue a career as a game warden. Um, so it was, you know, three years. So 2016-ish was when I started. Um, and I went and took my first game warden PRT test. I was still a very big guy, probably in the 300s at that point because I just kind of started running again. The PRT for game warden wasn't bad. Mile and a half in like 20 minutes. Um, push-ups were like 14, setups were 20. You know, I really didn't put that much time into it. I was like, I got that. Yeah. Um, and I failed. Um, I failed my PRT and I remember uh, failed on the setups. Couldn't do 20 setups at the time. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Zachary Martin joining me on the podcast. Zachary has lost 100 pounds on his fitness journey. You're going to hear about his desire to uh, pursue a goal. You're going to love hearing his story. Enjoy. My name is Zachary Martin. I'm 33 years old. I'm currently a police officer with the College Station Police Department, and I've been married for five years to my beautiful wife, Megan. We have no kids. We've got four animals that are our children, <laughs> two pit bulls and two cats. Whoa. You guys are, you sounds like a full house of animals, man. It's an animal house. So everybody <laughs> is an adoption. So, oh, that's uh, awesome, They're man. all, one started out as a foster, and then the other three have all been adopted, so. Wow. Well, thanks for joining me on the podcast, man. And, you know, I, I have to say that what you posted that I just shared on the social media, um, really, I knew you were having, like, really great results, and you're so consistent, and you've been coming for so long. But I guess I never saw the drastic transformation until you put those two pictures up. And so they were side by side, and, and probably that was six weeks ago or seven weeks ago. Yes, sir. It was our uh, it was our fifth wedding anniversary, March twenty so, second. Yeah. So and you, I mean, even since then, I feel like you've you've kind of continued mm -hmm. to get more results. So I think to start the podcast and set the stage, give me a little bit more of, and I know how social media works because when you post something, there's always a reason behind mm -hmm. it. There's like a feeling that triggers you to want to share something, right? Mm -hmm. So. What was that that day that you shared those two pictures and you talked about like this is an encouragement to new people? Uh, what what is possible if you just keep coming? Yeah. So uh, that was like I said, taken five years ago. We got married. Um, that was probably the biggest I had ever been um, was when we were married. Uh, and so I posted that photo along with the one where I currently was uh, because I felt like I had put a lot of work in and seeing good results and I want to encourage those at the gym to let them know that if you just keep coming and keep doing it it'll happen but it takes time like I said five years you know and really for you know the first two of those I really wasn't working at it it's been the last three where I really hit it um, and focused in and really seen the results uh, I guess the fruit of my labor yeah so give me when did you start here at the gym I started I want to say it was February of 2017 because the open had just was just about to start. Yeah, Denise Denise brought me in for a free friend Friday, uh, and I got hooked. That's so, awesome. Okay, so you said five years ago mm -hmm. from that picture. Yeah. When you you know could, would you share numbers? Yeah. Like so, where were you at five years ago? Uh, in that photo, I was probably about 320 pounds. Um, and what happened is we got married, me and my wife, and I had been a cop. She had married a cop. Um, and two years after we got married, I really started wanting to pursue a career as a game warden. Um, so it was, you know, three years. So 2016 ish was when I started. 
Um, and I went and took my first Game Warden PRT test. I was still a very big guy, probably in the 300s at that point because I just kind of started running again. The PRT for Game Warden wasn't bad. Mile and a half in like 20 minutes. Um, Push-ups were like 14, setups were 20. You know, I really didn't put that much time into it. I was like, I got that. Yeah. Um, and I failed. Um, I failed my PRT, and I remember – uh, failed on the setups. Couldn't do 20 setups at the time. In one minute? Um, yeah, in is one minute. Is that the test? Yeah, okay. that's the test. Uh, all you got to do is get 20 and you're done. Um, when you say five years when you got married, was there, mm-hmm. you know, you lost 20 pounds. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't, I mean, I don't know if that was really intentional. Was there yeah. like a program you were following those two years? Was there any desire to lose weight uh, or intentional effort towards it? No, there was nothing really intentional. Um, I started doing uh, the Couch to 5K app when I started training for the running, uh, mm-hmm. and I had another like push-up setup type app that I was doing right before that first game warden test. Um, and so there wasn't really anything that was very intentional that I was doing. So um, you did the te- the the PRT mm-hmm. test. You mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. And after that, was it was there kind of a wake up call? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was super embarrassed and ashamed um, because I my wife had taken off work. I had taken off work. We had to travel to Dallas to do this, take a weekend, you know. So I was. It, it was literally a letdown. I felt like I let my wife down. I let myself down. You know that I didn't prepare to do this the way I should have, um, and so that was an encouragement for me. Um, so from that day forward, uh, I really started. I really didn't start on the diet yet, but I started doing uh, P90X, the P90X3 program. It's like the 30-minute workouts. Um, so I did 90 days of that uh, and probably dropped another 20, 25 pounds doing that. Wow. Uh, and then that was when I was wanting something else. So I was like, I talked with my wife about CrossFit. I was like, hey, you know, Mabel does CrossFit. What would you think about this? And my wife, you know, my wife's a nurse. So she's seen tons of CrossFit-related injuries. She's like, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, here's the deal. I'll let you try it. The second you get hurt, you're done. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair, fine, fair enough. You know, and then came with Denise Denise and just, like, fell in love with it. Uh, and I think my wife really saw that. And so even though I got hurt, um, you know, my back got hurt, which was not CrossFit's fault. That was years of unhealthy choices, wearing a duty belt, you know, things like that. I had a weak back, a weak core. Um, so that wasn't CrossFit. That was me, A, not checking my ego at the door, and then B, not being in good enough shape where I should have been. So before we kind of dive in, because I definitely want mm-hmm. to dive into what the last, I guess, two years, two mm-hmm. plus years have looked like, mm-hmm. let's go behind, like even before you got married. So if you're you're 33, mm-hmm. right? So you got married about 27, mm-hmm. 20, 28, yep. and then... Um, Growing up, you know, mm-hmm. you got to 320 pounds mm-hmm. at that time, at the time you got married. So mm-hmm. give me a little bit of background in terms of childhood, adolescence, you know, uh, yeah. college. Like give me from, you know, I guess as early as you mm-hmm. can remember mm-hmm. towards 320 pounds and how you got there. Yeah. So um, childhood, you know, I grew up in a southern home. Food was, you know, comfort food. You ate your emotions a lot of the time. You know, when there was a celebration, there was food to celebrate with. You know, um, my dad is a large guy. Uh, both his brothers were large guys. They both had gastric bypass. Um, I played football in high school, um, defensive tackle, defensive end. I wasn't super big. I weighed 260 pounds at the time. Um, so I'd always been kind of in shape. I didn't really ever feel like I was in the fittest shape but I felt like I was in decent shape, uh, went to college and just, 
you know, you get that first taste of freedom and just fell off the rails as far as eating, drinking, you know, doing everything that you think in college someone is going to do um, is what I was doing. Uh, so I got I got big in college. I was up to 310, 315 in college. Any, um, any working out? It, towards the end of college because I knew I wanted to go DPS um, was the route that I wanted to go. Well, to get into DPS, you had to pass a PRT. Um, so I got up and my last six months of college, um, I started honing in my eating and working out. I'd wake up in the morning, I'd go run the track. Um, every week I would add another lap around the track every week that I would while, go while weighing 310 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then I'd go to the gym in the afternoons and work out my eating. Um, I was probably eating somewhere in around 1500 to 16 calories a day was all that I was eating. Oh, and so you were really all in. This yeah, was at oh, like yeah. 22 years yeah, old? Yeah, 22, 23. I knew that I needed to lose that weight. Um, and so I got down to a little heavier than I am right now um, in a matter of six months, you know, wow. at that age um, because of everything that I had done because I would cut sodas out. I mean, I cut everything out. It was in the morning I'd have a banana and a piece of toast. Um, in the afternoon at about 10, I'd have an apple and then like a 100-calorie pack of cookies for lunch, it was a Lean Cuisine, some grapes, and a 100-calorie pack of cookies, and then another snack in the afternoon, and then dinner was either pork chop or chicken breast with a salad, and um, they used to make these, like, lean or green giant, like, broccoli and cheese yeah, microwavables, one of those, and that was... So it sounds like you were following a program, or was it just you putting these just things... Me. Okay, so you had put this whole thing together. Yeah, just put it together and was just doing this. Um, and where where did you find the inspiration? Because you're, you know, you're describing to me what was a 50-pound weight gain in college, and mm-hmm. then it's like you woke up one morning, and you're like, now the person that wants to conquer the world when it comes to fitness. Uh, I got my heart broken. So mm. uh, I followed a girl to college, high school girlfriend. Um, and I, I was a terrible person at that point in time. Like mm. I said, college was a wake up point for me. I was, uh, I was very much different than I am now. I always tell my wife, I'm glad I didn't meet you in college cause you wouldn't have liked me. <laughs> I, I think, so. I, I, yeah, I know what you, I, I can relate to what you're saying, so, but, um, um, what, so that breakup or I guess mm-hmm. that heartbreak, mm-hmm. it was it like you woke up and mm-hmm. you were so like sad and you just felt like you needed to exercise you know because yeah. i think there's something in that you know like yeah. we talk about you know how exercise makes you a better mm-hmm. version of yourself and 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 you know in that state like what yeah. drew you towards being healthy yeah like, what drew well, you towards like working out first i went the opposite route and tried to find it in a bottle yeah you know went that route first yeah eventually found it wasn't there uh and then like i said i knew that i needed to pass that prt for game warden or for uh state trooper I knew that I had to be in better shape. I knew I wasn't going to make the runtime. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the setups. Um, with DPS, I did. I applied once, and I failed the PRT on the setups for that one too. Um, and so, so this was, was back in college. Yeah, this was back in college, um, right after I had graduated. So that was again another wake up call for me. Um, and so that's when I started making the changes to the diet. Uh, and had to with DPS, you had to wait six months. Before and you could and apply. how long did you follow this really strict diet and workout plan and the way that you're describing it? Um, I probably stayed on that for at least eight or nine months. 
Um, and I mean, it was it was pretty strict during the week. On the weekends, I would leave myself some room. Like I could get a steak. I would go to a butcher shop in Huntsville. We actually had a butcher shop, and I would pick out like a pound of steak, and that was going to be dinner. And how um, much weight did you lose? Uh, I lost right around 80, 100 pounds. I what? Mean, yeah. So how much did you weigh? Uh, I got down to around 230 um, is where I, when I started. When I ran for DPS, uh, the time that I did it, I did a mile and a half in 12 and a half minutes um, was my mile and a half time. Wow. Um, and had no problem doing push-up setups, you know, because I did, again, I did the P90X thing um, while I was doing my afternoon workouts were P90X and um, doing my runs in the morning and running bleachers and um, just doing because I, I knew what to do. I was in high school football, you know, um, so we used to run bleachers. I knew I had some idea of sprint workouts and things like that that I could do to help build speed. Distance I had never done before, so that was all just kind of making it up as I went along. Wow. But, and Okay, so 230 back up to 320. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was, yep. I guess, from 20 – that was like three or four years? Yeah. So I got back up there um, once I became – when I was through the going through the police academy to get hired on with College Station, um, I was eating okay. Um, I was – I was drinking, but I wasn't drinking, you know, a mm-hmm. lot because I had to study and stuff like that. Uh, but once I got into field training, when you are riding with another officer, um, that was super stressful. And I mean, you could look at. I remember one time sitting down with my mom, looking at my budget, my bank statement, and she was like, "It, it was just Whataburger, 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 mm. Jack in the Box, Whataburger, Whataburger." <laughs> what? I mean, every meal was I was eating out, you know, because I'd get off, I'd work a 14, 16 hour shift, get off, grab something eat it real quick and then go to bed and then wake up need to eat something while well, I'd run through a drive through on the way to work and then eat that wow. and go. So, um, super unhealthy habits. Very um, gradual gain. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was very gradual and it really didn't, you know, I didn't notice it until probably we did. Cause you, you deny, you know, that your jeans are getting tight or the belt's not fitting. I remember taking our engagement photos and everything was super i mean it was so bad that like i didn't know if i was gonna be able to fit in like the pair of jeans that i brought to take these photos in wow <laughs> so um it was it was bad i Did look back on it and laugh now but it's it's not something to laugh about you know? yeah yeah and so now let's fast forward you know first of all where are you now like what is your weight today i weighed myself this morning because i figured you were going to ask that question uh today i weighed 220 on the dot Wow, man, so, that is amazing. And so do you not weigh every day? No, 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 no. No, um, for the longest time, I didn't weigh. Um, the last time before this that I got weighed was in May. No, it was in April. I did Fit Life for the department, um, and I hadn't weighed in six months. Do you have like a philosophy if if you were to ask about weight or how do you, yeah. how you handle weigh-ins and yeah. what psychology is for you behind yeah. that? For me, because we did Weight Watchers, me and my wife, we tried Weight Watchers, so once a week getting weighed in and stuff like that. And I just, I don't like being defined by a scale. I like to de- be defined by how my clothes feel, you know, how my jeans are fitting, how my shorts are fitting. Are they loose or are they tight? Um, how my shirts feel, things like that. That's how I... I I like to feel as far as with weight loss and things like that. It was Weight Watchers hard for you with the, do they make the you weigh your and stuff or uh, with the, do they weigh you weigh often with Weight Watchers? Yeah. Once a week we go okay. every Saturday, me and my wife would go together and we, we'd weigh together um, when we were doing Weight Watchers. And you prefer not to weigh that often? No. Yeah. So like I said, I won't weigh again for no telling how long. 
Um, yeah, you just did it because you probably thought I'd ask. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I was curious too because yeah. I did when I weighed at the Fit Life thing. I weighed two twenty eight, um, and I've been you know tracking calories and stuff like that, and been over a fair amount of days on my calories. So I was like, I wonder if I'm losing or if I'm just staying the same. And I lost eight pounds. You know? Wow. So so okay. So now let's talk about the gym and mm-hmm. and where you've been in two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. You started February Free Class Friday. Mm-hmm. How much did you weigh that at that point? That was about three hundred. Uh, probably I was probably around three hundred to ninety three hundred. Probably I didn't. I again had gone with the no scale philosophy yeah. at that point. In so time. you yeah you were about three hundred pounds. Yeah. Let's just say okay. So we're gonna pick apart the last two years really mm-hmm. for the for the remainder of the podcast. But it, uh, there's a few areas I want to talk about. I want to talk about nutrition. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the areas I want to talk about is community. Right. Mm-hmm. And then kind of another area is the actual CrossFit, like workout part. So let's talk about nutrition and really losing 80 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment and you can't do it without nutrition. Oh. So you you obviously in college, you know what it's like to have discipline, mm-hmm. you know, because you did that really strict 1500 calorie diet and that workout program and you got down to 220. Mm-hmm. So what has your nutritional approach been over the last two years? Uh, so it has really gotten honed in over the last year. We did a Whole30 for the first time. My wife's idea, she wanted to try this, she had heard about it. Um, and we did a Whole30 and um, I really didn't, the first one, I was kind of, you daydream about the food you're going to eat whenever you get done, you know, <laughs> I'm going to just fall off the rails and then we did another one, and I didn't really have the cravings anymore. Um, and so I'm the one currently right now that cooks at the house. I meal prep. Um, my wife's in school. She works full-time. She's a forensic nurse for Scott & White part-time, so she's super busy um, with everything she has going. So really, as weird as it sounds, I only work full-time, so I don't mind yeah. picking up and doing the, the yeah. food. Um, and so I meal prep, and so everything I meal prep is Whole30 compliant um, just because it's – to me, it's easy. Um, I've noticed as hippie or crunchy as it sounds, I've actually seen how food affects my body now. Um, mm-hmm. And so I know that I don't like dairy. You I, know, uh, and I'll, I'll add something to that. I think one of the best things that can happen in someone's own journey, right, to, to weight loss and nutrition is getting to actually become more familiar with your body or in tune with your body and how you actually feel when you eat certain foods. And I think sometimes when you live in that, and I've been there, like when you're eating whatever, as much of it, doesn't matter. You don't even know wh- how, because that's all you know. <laughs> you don't even know what it like. it's like to feel good because you just feel, ugh. Exactly. You, you feel what it is that you're eating mm-hmm. constantly. And so that is huge for you to know what it feels like to eat something that your body's not responding well to. Mm-hmm. You know, that just shows that you're very in tune with your body. So Whole30 was a huge for you. It, it cleaned up your diet. And yes. some people listening right now have probably heard of Whole30 because it's mm-hmm. been, it's a huge brand. Mm-hmm. But give us the, like if I were going to say, like what are the top three things that the Whole30 did for you? Uh, so it got, my, it got me obviously in tune with my body um, as far as how foods made me feel. Um, and it honestly, it gave us portion, um, as weird as that sounds when I meal prep a meal, they would obviously have recipes and how many servings that recipe has. Well, I would separate those servings out 
and put them in the fridge, well, then all you have left is what's on your plate. Versus if I was to make spaghetti, guess what? It's still on the stove. We haven't put it away. So you can go back for seconds and thirds and fourths. Taught you portion control. It forced you to have portion control. Exactly. It forced me because I knew I needed meal prep and I needed something tomorrow for lunch, you know? Um, so it forces that, that portion control on you. Uh, and then it taught me that I didn't need the sodas or the sweeteners, you know, the sweet tea or, you know, I used to drink, you know, I worked night shift. I drank coffee like it was going out of style, but I always had to have sweetener and creamer. I drink coffee black now. I can't drink it any other way. It's just got to be plain. Because you did that for the yeah, whole 30? Because I did it for the whole 30. Okay, so time. you did the whole, I mean, and uh, you know, I'm sure somebody listening could have figured this out. The whole 30 is for 30 days. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you do this really hardcore, mm. strict, you know, you mentioned sweeteners. There's mm-hmm. no artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's very, very much a clean, strict eating. And then how did you phase off of it? Because sometimes for some people, at least the people I've interacted with sometimes about Whole30, it's really difficult mm-hmm. to kind of, but there is a, a system that they mm-hmm. advise yeah. to, to kind of go, I don't want to call it more to like normal life, but it's mm-hmm. it's not nearly what it is for the 30 days, yeah. but there's a high level of discipline still associated with. What do you, How did you treat that next phase? Uh, the first time we ever did it, we went to the State Fair of Texas where they fry everything and we just fell off. 31 days was... State Fair of Texas Day, so we just went hog wild and felt miserable the next day oh. because all the grease, everything that we had eaten. Um, and so then we did it a second time, and we learned our lesson, and we would kind of just – we'd eat clean mostly through the week, and then maybe on the weekend we'd have a meal that was not 100% Whole30 compliance. Um, and you know what I'll say right now? Because I think where some of the biggest wins happen is – is the little changes that you made that now overflow into everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like I'll use the one that you said, cause I'm sure there's more, but that you're just, uh, you know, if we thought we only talked about, it, but the coffee cream thing, yeah. you know, the coffee that you used to have that you had cream with every time you start multiplying that out over 365 days over five years. And you literally have removed that. And when you make changes like that, like little changes, that are impacting you on a daily basis, the overall compounding effect is huge. So like the coffee cream, and I'm sure the Whole30 did a lot of cleansing, right? In terms of, uh, when I say that, it's more like purging. You know, it's kind of like, it just completely made you take a lot of stuff out that you were doing before. Oh yeah. And so right now, would you say if if the Whole30 was 100%, -hmm. At what level, what percentage are you currently living at and eating at? Uh, for the most part, I am probably about eighty-five to ninety percent. Um, we do uh, we do Lara bars a lot, um, and they have some that have added sugar and chocolate, and that's like my weak point is chocolate. So that's not so, on the whole thirty. Yeah, it's not on. The so whole that's 30. where your ten to fifteen percent comes yep. comes yep. from. Um, I still really don't drink alcohol. Um, and did you quit drinking? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, um, I think I had my first, I bought a six pack the other day when we finished our tough mutter. Um, and that took me about three weeks or two weeks to get through a six pack. And And was was that with my brother-in-law having two of those? So so, So you drank four beers and yeah, yeah, the whole, what, what would you say like before you started this was your alcohol consumption? 
Um, I was, I wouldn't say I was a regular drinker, but I would definitely, you know, we'd go somewhere. My wife doesn't drink very often. So we'd go out somewhere to dinner and I'd have a beer or two yeah. beers or something. She'd drive home, you know, yeah. it was not unheard of for me to go to a restaurant and be like, Hey babe, can you mind if I have a beer or two? No, yeah. it's fine. Um, for me to do that. And so. again, I think those are those little things that have yeah. compounding effects. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you take, you know, you eat out once or twice a week, mm-hmm. multiply it times 52 weeks times mm-hmm. five years, it adds up, you know? Yeah. And so, um, was there any other big, like, well, I say big, you know, it's like the coffee creamer to me was little, but it was big. Mm-hmm. You know, the alcohol was little, but it was big. Is there any other little but big changes that you made nutritionally that you think have kind of continued to impact your daily life? Uh, probably one of the biggest ones was when we got, before we got married, um, I used to dip a lot, um, like a can a day. Um, and I didn't realize how much it bothered my wife till we were in premarital counseling and she like broke down crying. Mm. Um, and so I was able to cut that out and that, you know, that was five years ago and that's made a huge, not just health wise, but monetarily. I mean, a can of snuff is four bucks, you know, yeah. um, the money that, that we're saving now. Um, but again, it's one of those things like since I've, I remember I've always struggled with cravings. Well, since I've been doing whole 30, I don't ever really think about it anymore. Um, as far as the cravings go, um, it used to be one of those things where I do something outdoor while I'm used to having a dip, you know, it'd be very craving. Now I can go fish. I don't care. Like, so I don't know if it's whole 30 or it's just because I'm getting further and further away from when I used to do it. Um, but that was probably one of the biggest benefits of getting healthy and, um, is being able to put that down. Man, that's awesome. Okay. So let's transition into community and, Mm -hmm. You know, you being here now over two years, uh, you recognize how, you know, I would say how tight we are, right, mm-hmm. as a gym and yeah. how much we care about our people. But more importantly, too, how much our people care about our people. You know, yeah. it's like it feels like a family. So give me a little bit of your experience in terms of community here at the gym. Yeah. So um, like I said, I got bit by the bug big time. Um, so now when I go out of town, I travel to other gyms, other boxes and hit boxes and drop in. Um, whenever I'm out of town, cause I'm recruit. So I go out of town often. Um, so I'll drop in at a box and there is, I've been to San Antonio, Dallas, you know, multiple locations and there is no box like our box. Like mm. it just is not the same. Um, the people here that embrace you and talk to you the second you walk in the door. And I especially try to do it, um, not to toot my own horn or anything, but when somebody's new, I, I know what it's like to walk into a place and be completely afraid uh, well, these people are going to judge me. What are they going to think of me? I'm not as fit as them. You know, I know that feeling and I don't want somebody to have that feeling in a class that I'm in. You know, I try to make it pers- a purposeful effort in going up there and introducing myself. You know? Yeah. And it's, and you that's know, not everywhere. No, you're saying, and what you're saying is huge. Like even for people listening who are from the gym that probably do the same thing, you never know like how you just truly being kind and saying hi to someone, what it does for them emotionally, internally when they're first. And that doesn't go just for their first day. That goes for their first month. You know, they're still asking themselves over and over, is this something that am I really capable of? Like, is this, you know, am I out of my own, like, am I I over my head right now? Like, you know, they're they're doubting themselves. And just by 
you know, taking somebody like you who's been here for a couple of years, you've obviously seen the value in it, mm-hmm. um, not just from the fitness standpoint, but from the emotional and the mental and the psychological, all of those things. And now you're you're able to encourage, which mm-hmm. is really what it is. You're able to make that person feel welcome. And you don't realize how much that truly ma- makes the culture what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because when a gym full of people is doing that, wow, that, I mean, that's what it is. That's the special sauce, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. so um, what would you say, like you mentioned Denise, Denise, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Mabel inviting you that day. Mm-hmm. Going back to that day, what did you think prior to, like were you, did you have any preconceived thoughts about CrossFit? Was it something that you, you know, the first day, what, what was it like? I mean, I was more nervous, I guess, about hurting myself or I, the biggest thing that I was worried about was keeping up with somebody because I won't, you know, I had talked to other people about their CrossFit experiences here in this town, um, not at this gym, but here in this town. And, you know, it was some guys from work and they were like, you know, if you, you do the ladies bar, they're going to make fun of you, you know, all that type of attitude. So I was like, man, I got to do the weight that, you know, everybody else is doing and I'm sorry, you. I don't RX many workouts. I will be 100% completely honest. I may be here and there. Um, today's workout, guess what? I'm going to RX there you it go. because That's it's right. a five game. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to get RX it. Awesome. But uh, for the most part, it doesn't happen. And so to come in with that type of mentality is terrible for your body and your psyche, you know? Um, and after the first time I got hurt, I realized. I don't need to keep up with everybody else. All I got to do is come in and do me. How, like, how integral in that first year or, mm-hmm. or six months was the community and keeping you to come back? Oh, it was Mabel has been a driving force um, in making sure I'm here. Having that, you know, we call him battle buddy uh, that texts you in the morning. You know, we'll text on Saturday, Sunday night. Hey, you going tomorrow morning? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. All right. You know, it's half the time that I show up, it's because I don't want to let her or Jimmy down because um, I know they're going to be here yeah. at 5 a.m. And you talk to them, they'll tell you half the reason they show up is they don't want to let me down. Like, you don't want somebody not to see you, yeah. you know. Uh, and it's not because they're going to, you know, make fun of you or they're going to rag on you for not being able to make it. It's just because you feel like you're letting that other person down, you know, yeah. um, by not coming. So that's probably been one of the coolest parts uh, as you get into this place and start making friends because you'll make friends at the classes if you're able to go consistently. When I started, it was 345 that I came to because I was working night shift. Um, Now I've turned into a 5 a.m.er for the most part. Um, So you start to meet people and make friends. And, you know, I look forward to coming to the gym at 5 a.m. and getting to see people, especially on a Monday where I get to talk, man, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? You know, how are your kids? Well, you know, I I was telling somebody this the other day. It's almost like adult school. You know, like when you were in school, (laughs) like you were forced to be around people and that actually forced you to make friends, you know, Mm -hmm. like growing up. Well, you, you finish school, college, you get out of college, and now you're an adult. Well, it's like you don't really get forced to meet people. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it leads to like either you hang out with the work friends or mm-hmm. you just don't have friends. And I feel like like what the gym has become is like this place that like you're forced to be around people and mm-hmm. then they're really awesome people. So you start talking to them and get to know them and then they become your friends. Yep. And it's really neat because I think as adults, you don't get that opportunity very often. Mm-hmm. And it's very special. This becomes a consistent part of people's lives. So the last piece would be the fitness, I guess mm-hmm. the CrossFit piece. Mm-hmm. So you being 300 pounds when you started, mm-hmm. 
and 220 pounds now, I think the body that you're in now is entirely different. Like Mm -hmm. not just the shape, but I'm talking about what that body can do physically, like burpees, Mm -hmm. you know, even, um, even cleaning jerks and kettlebell swings and pull-ups and all of the above. So give me a little bit of kind of what that feeling was in the beginning as you were kind of starting in that 290 to 300 pound body and compare that to what it is now. Oh yeah. So no, there was uh, I, I had things that I never thought that I'm able to do now that I never fathomed I'd be able to do. Um, box jumps. Uh, I've done a couple workouts, 24 inch box jumps. I started doing 20 inch step ups um, when I first started here at the gym because I couldn't I could jump without just wrecking my shins. You know I couldn't get that high. Um, Pull ups. The other day when we were doing Murph prep, I had a band, but I never used it for any of the rounds that I did. Um, I never thought I would get to that point. I mean, I started out with a black and a green band um, to do banded pull-ups, and, man, it was terrible looking. I can remember you doing some of the coaching in the 345 (laughs) class and trying to be like, you need to kip with the band. You can kip. It can be done. Like, just slow down. So, uh, And then the other day, uh, we did handstand holds. And I actually got upside down. I, I remember that. A handstand hold, um, which I had never done. I can remember, again, you coaching a class, and literally you and I forget who it was, maybe um, Will or Ryan Farrell, had to hold my other foot and hold it up against the wall. Uh, and I remember the feeling in my shoulders and my arms. I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to Shaking so bad. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm never going to be able to do this on my own. Like, it won't happen. Uh, oh, wow. So there's stuff that I can do now that I, I never fathomed that I'd be able to do. Um, I just didn't. I didn't think I had to get there. You know, when people start in their, you know, whether they're, they feel really overweight or just really out of shape, because I think sometimes people, you know, take today's workout example, Mm -hmm. like you can be not overweight and feel like today this 5k run is way out of your league. Either way, it's a feeling in your heart, right? Mm -hmm. It's a feeling of doubt. It's, it's a fear. It's all those emotions. And so for you kind of, it sounds like you've got a lot of discipline just from the way you've lived your life in a lot of different areas. But like, what what can you share with someone who feels those feelings a lot, right? And and maybe the person who's listening isn't even at the gym because those feelings are winning right now, you know. Yeah. But even when they start, yeah, they're battling that every day of like, I'll never be able to do this. Uh, you know, oh, this is I can't believe. You know, why did I sign up? You know, what mm-hmm. is what you're you know. I would say you're still on your journey. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still on my journey, but you've overcome, a, I would argue, <laughs> the bigger percentage of the battle where you are today. Yeah. So what would you say to that person? Um, just come in and do what you can because it will come. And don't be afraid to push yourself. Um, you, you'll find your limit and then back it down. Um, go as hard as you can and then back back off if it's too much there's nothing that is a workout that can't be modified it can't be changed that's the great thing about this place is the coaches will change it they'll do whatever needs to be done for you to be able to do something whatever that may be um so just show up that's the biggest portion that's that's the whole battle is showing up nobody has ever come to the gym and been like man i regret coming today but I can tell you there's been plenty of days where I'm like, man, I regret not going to the gym today. Like, my day just doesn't feel done. 
That's because I didn't get in. Great word right there. So last question, I guess, to end is kind of the same question I ask everybody is, you know, the the three words, building better people. That's the title of the podcast. It's on the gym. It's on your T-shirt you're wearing right now. You know, what does that mean to you and how does that how is that applicable and true based on your experience here at the gym? Uh, so to me, that means that this place will make you a better person if you come here. Like if you show up, like I said, it doesn't matter what you can do, what your skill level is. Um, you know, if you need to do step ups onto a plate right now versus a box, so be it. But just come in and do what you can because it's doing something's better than doing nothing. Um, and we're going to be here as far as the coaches, the people at this gym that work out with you, we're going to be here to support you. There's nobody here that's going to dog on you or rag on you um, for what you're doing. Uh, we're, you know, this is a second family um, to me. So we're all here to support you uh, as long as you come in and show up. Like, that's our best way to support you. If you're not here, we're going to miss you, but we may not have your phone number. We may not know how to reach you. So show up, and we'll be here to help you through whatever is going on. Um, that's what building better people is, is you're making me a better version of myself because I'm doing those things to help others. Um, and I'm helping others who, in turn, I know are going to do that same thing. Um, they'll pay it forward. That's just the type of place that this place is. Everybody just keeps on paying it forward. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.